Hello everyone, The Weekend Teacher here with another episode of this Teaching Tips podcast. Today we'll be talking about learner motivation. So who's responsible for learner motivation? Is it the teacher, the student, or someone else? As they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. The same is true of students. You can expose them to the content, but you can't make them learn it. Now, having said that, we should consider the rest of the proverb. We may not be able to make a horse drink, but as the saying continues, we can salt the oats. We cannot make our students learn, but we can create an environment more conducive to learning. An environment more hospitable to motivation. And by motivation, I mean the desire to begin and sustain active learning. A motivated student is one who, through curiosity or some other force, engages in learning. But think about all the forces that could be at work motivating someone to learn. The desire to master content. The desire to be perceived as intelligent. Fear of failure. Wanting to impress the teacher. A competitive desire to win at the expense of other students. And the list could go on and on. People engage in learning for many different reasons. But two categories seem helpful as we talk about motivation. These categories are intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is the desire to voluntarily pursue an activity. The reasons someone might want to voluntarily engage in an activity include innate curiosity, the compulsion to achieve competence, the desire to cooperate with other people, or the pursuit of personal goals. In contrast, extrinsic motivation is the desire to endure one activity for the acquisition of something else that's considered valuable. This secondary incentive could be praise or success or rewards received as a result of the action. As you may have guessed, it's best if learners feel the nudge of intrinsic motivation. The extrinsic kind can actually serve as a deterrent to true learning. Let me offer an illustration of this point. My 8th grade algebra teacher had a practice of assigning everyone to a chair reflecting how well each person did on the latest test. It was very clear to everyone who was in the first chair and who was in the last one. The result of this arranging was twofold. It humiliated some students who never could grasp the concepts of algebra. For others, their pride got the best of them as they gloated over their coveted positions at the front of the room. If there was any motivation for me that year, it was my fear of embarrassment on one hand and my selfish desire for recognition on the other. Those deep emotions weren't motivating me to learn algebra. I just wanted to do better on tests and get to a better seat. Now, it is true that friendly competition in the classroom can be a very effective teaching method, but a competitive environment where students battle against others in the class for recognition and awards can harm learner motivation. So what can teachers do to promote an environment that welcomes intrinsic motivation? First, provide a meaningful rationale for educational activities. Students need to know why they're engaged in the learning process. What benefit will they reap? How will this help them in the future? Does any of this really matter? When students understand the relevance of the content, they're more likely to pay attention in class. And effective teachers help draw the connection between classroom content and life experiences. Second, express genuine concern for students. This is done as teachers listen attentively to comments, welcome questions from students, and affirm student perspectives as valid. In addition, 
Engaging students outside of class is an important way to build relationships and foster more motivated learning in the classroom setting. As the saying goes, they won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. This is certainly true of teaching. Third, reduce competitive experiences that pressure participants to win. Those who are successful in such competitions are frequently more motivated to learn, but the majority who do not succeed are more likely to be discouraged and subsequently unmotivated. A fourth way to promote motivation in students is by giving students the ability to participate in the learning process. This can be done by offering choices to students in areas such as the order of lessons, which small group they will be in, or choices between equivalent learning experiences during class. A final suggestion for inspiring motivation in students is to let your own passion for the content be evident in your teaching. The passion of the teacher expressed in enthusiasm for the content is contagious, causing those who witness it to initiate their own learning and engage in classroom settings. So to review, teachers can create environments of intrinsic motivation by first, helping learners understand the reason for learning the material. Two, expressing genuine love and concern for students. Three, creating environments of cooperation, not competition. Four, inviting students to participate in the learning experience, giving them choices when appropriate. And five, demonstrating passion for the content. I'm Dr. Houston Heflin. Until next time, remember, how we teach impacts what they learn. And I do welcome your feedback. Feel free to email me at theweekendteacher at gmail.com.